podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Hello, guten tag, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Manchester United Redcast with me, Chris Curley, and with me this week is stand-up comedian Nick Dixon. Welcome, Nick. Thanks, how you doing? Um, I'm not so bad. I'm sad Eddie's not here, though. Um, usually, it's very disappointing Eddie's not here. Apparently, he's helping his good friend um, Danny John Jules, who's in Strictly, with um, his rehearsals this week. Right. They are um, apparently doing the Argentine tango together. Right. Yeah, which you can imagine how enthusiastic Eddie would be about that. Did, did you know that Argentine tango was actually a, a dance between two men originally in Argentina? I had no idea. Yeah. I don't know enough about dance. Oh, well, let's afterwards. I'll, I'll right. tell you a few things about a foxtrot. Uh, it's been a tough, interesting, difficult week in the world of Manchester United fans. What have you made of it this week, Nick? Um, well, I, I was glad with the win, obviously. I was disappointed with Pogba's run-up, um, you know, in the Everton Yes, that looked like a, some kind of foxtrot. Some kind I of... felt he should have received a small fine from the club just for that run-up, but I was glad he scored. But um, I disapproved of that. But yeah, I was glad we won and um, Mourinho's hanging on and uh, there's been a lot of Mourinho hatred around. I'm a pro Mourinho. It's sort of like Brexit, isn't it, at the moment? You've got to pick one. Yeah, it is a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with pro Mourinho for now, but there's a lot of Mourinho hate out there. Oh, I'm just in the state of utter confusion at the moment. I'm a bit like, in terms of Brexit, I'm all for the economic union, not the political one. Right. Right? So I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm completely confused when it comes to Mourinho. And I think, you know, looking at the game yesterday, um, he made a big decision against Everton to drop Lukaku. Did that help the team, do you think? I think it did, because I think Lukaku against Juventus looked, he wasn't really there, was he? I don't know if it was tiredness. I don't know if it's lack of confidence. He seems to... I think uh, Lukaku needs a little bit of Latan's confidence if he had like one-fifth of that. Because, you know, he seems to have all the attributes. It's just his confidence. If you ask me, from what I can tell, I don't know for sure. Oh, he's tired, some people think. But yeah, he was anonymous against Juventus. And then we did a lot better with Martial. And uh, see, I've, I've been a big fan of Martial since day one. When he comes on and scores against Liverpool, I was like, this is the real deal, right? Then my theory is Van Gaal had him probably taking 18 touches, controlling it, passing sideways. I, I feel like he's a, he's a goal scorer, but now I feel like he's finally getting the chance. But Martial's moody. Aren't we getting too excited too soon? Hasn't Martial, we've had this before with Martial, he's had two or three good games but can't sustain it over 10, usually because he's been dropped for a poor performance for one game or another. Are we, are we going over the board too quickly, too soon about Martial, even though we're all really confident about his potential? Well, I think he's finally getting the chance he deserves. I've, I'm, I've always been on the Martial train, so I, I, I think he just needs a good uh, a run. The thing is, Shearer pointed this out. He was saying that Rashford should be centre forward, and he's saying he, he never gets a run because of uh, Lukaku. Basically, if you've got a seventy-five million pound striker, it's going to be hard for anyone else to get a run. As and you're not playing two up front, it's like how are they going to get? That consistent chance. But traditionally, Mourinho's always been someone who's had a big man up front. He has, yeah, that's what you he know, likes. Drogba, Zlatan at Inter, now Lukaku. He doesn't like quick, young, nimble footballers. I know, and that's a bit annoying, isn't it? Because that's what we've got. We've got this incredible attack, we've got all these fast players, and Mourinho just wants a Drogba. Well, I think it's, it's a kind of sense of insecurity on his part. But when Martial and Rashford have got into the team as number nines, and that's what happened to them. Uh, Martial's mood completely changed when they changed his shirt and took, gave him the number 11 and not the number nine. And ever since then, he's been pretty much in a foul mood. 
Is that what you reckon it is? I think it, I think that really bothered him. His mood. His I think he, turned, really... he came, imagine. You know when you have your. I don't know if you worked at a desk before. A little bit in an office, right? A little bit, yeah. So you have your desk. You personalise it, right? Right. You go away for two weeks. And when you come back, you've been told Sandra's taking your desk and you're now sitting over there and no one's told you. Right, yeah. And that wouldn't that annoys me. I couldn't handle that. No. No. I don't mind if somebody told me and I can prepare myself over the two-week holiday for coming right. back going, okay, new desk. I, had, I preferred my old view. I liked the way it felt. I liked the way that I sat. And then I've gone to this new desk and I have no idea what it is. It's the same with yeah. them. Marshall. I don't like change. No, I agree. Yeah, I remember now, yeah, he changed shirt and he was moving... But isn't he? Is mood, he was moody the other day, right? He scored, he scored the goal, and then uh, if you watched him at the end, he missed that chance. Did you see him at the very end of the match, looking moody? He was kneeling oh, yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And I was thinking, what is that about? Is that because he missed that last chance and his contract's coming up, and he, that would have put more on his contract? Or was he just gutted that he missed it? What was he gutted about? He looked really miserable at the end. I don't know. I've got a few mates that were really annoyed because they had three points, fantasy league points, thinking that was a no-brainer. Right. Yeah, but Martial's contract—he's turned that down apparently in the week. Has he? Because yeah. I heard that it was—I just read that it was positive things happening with it, but it's impossible to tell. Depends who you talk to. I mean, yeah. if you're Martial, you're kind of waiting, but again, to see what happens with Mourinho and what others you can get. Right now, you're going to play really well, so you can say Juventus and Barca and Real Madrid are sniffing around you, and you can play us off against one of them. Right. I think. I think that is what this new kind of surge in form might have more to do with. You think so? Hmm. I don't know, I'm just this old old cynic, yeah. my friend, just an old cynic. I just really hope he stays, but I know for, definitely a while ago it seemed like he wanted to leave. I think more recently he's had more game time, maybe he'll stay. Maybe he's going to realise that Mourinho is not actually going to be there that long. He could be there longer than Mourinho if he stuck it out, if he wanted to. He could have done. I mean, was it an entertaining game for you yesterday? Did, did, we, did we play consistently well for the 90 minutes or were we again just playing in patches? Because the last few weeks... We've played in patches and we can't string 90 minutes together. Right. I don't remember it being massively entertaining. I know it was only... Uh, yes, it can't have been that entertaining. It was like yesterday. Lots happened, doesn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> We've all had Mondays today. I know. Um, it, was, it wasn't that entertaining. It was just so much better than Juventus, which was a total non-event. And then it was, it was, good, it was good to see some... You know, Pogba did a lot of exciting stuff, good and bad. You know, it was a great pass to Martial, set up the goal. Obviously, he scored the first goal. But then there was the run-up and there was that ridiculous chip that gave, a, gave well, a second, their goal away. The dressage he performs when he takes a penalty yeah. is frankly not worthy of a bronze medal at the Olympics. No, and when, you, when you, you do that, you've got to really nail the penalty, haven't you? He did one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. It was at that so-called ideal keeper's height. It was not that hard. It was central. It was one of the worst penalties of all time. But then he put in the rebound, so he got away with it just Oh, about. yeah, but you could run to the kitchen and back again before he's... I know, I know. It was a disgrace. I mean, the, the, some clever old wag on the old internet has put... Pogba's penalty against uh, Usain Bolt over 100 metres. Right. And Usain wins before Pogba scores. <laughs> right? It's ridiculous. That's worth, that's worth a watch on your uh, public transport home, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It'll um, pass at least 10 seconds of your time. Um, but Pogba, when he did that flick in the midfield, I knew straight away we were, they were going to score at that point. Yeah. It was kind of obvious. Yeah. You didn't even know what happened next then. Right. He's, again, and he's getting blamed for that, but what's worse is that Chris Smalling got away with what was very ta- classic Chuckle Brother. If you've heard me on the podcast before, I used to call Jones and Smalling the Chuckle Brothers. Right. I can't do that now after, sadly, we lost one of the yes. Chuckle Brothers. But we haven't lost Smalling well, and Jones We've only yet. got one of them in the team as well. Well, yeah, because God knows what happens to Phil Jones. Um, but Smalling, again, showed just such stupidity. It wasn't even naivety. Um, it was stupidity. He has played... This this will make you feel a little bit sick. I hope. Okay. Chris Smalling has played three hundred games for Manchester United. Wow. 
And that is incredible, isn't it? It is. But he is actually our most consistent defender, as shocking as that is. But in what sense, consistent? <laughs> well, he shows up. <laughs> he's, not, he's not injured all the time like Jones. But do you see when he went off injured in the second half and he came back on and yeah. Jose went up to him and went, don't you dare come off now, right? Because he definitely looked, he'd give the old limp a better come off right, right. after he gave away the penalty. And he just cut his leg like yeah. a toddler. Jose's criticised them for that, hasn't he, before? Um, playing when they were saying they're injured when they're not fully injured. But he is our most... I mean, Lindelof is starting to show like he could be good now after being a bit of a disaster. I know, but two games. Two games, I know. Well, we're desperate like, in we are so desperate we're to desperate. look for some kind of form I know. from someone. It's mad, isn't it? Because Smalling is our most... Consi- I mean, because our defence is like, Baye, who forgot how to play football. He, 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 he only started playing football though when he was like 14, you know. Did he? Yeah, that is a fact. I'm not making that up. Right. That is true. Because he was incredible... Then he suddenly forgot how to play completely. Yeah. <laughs> Again, shirt numbers, right? They're confused. Right. Bailey, number three. Right. Lindelof, number two. They're in the middle of the pitch. They, they should be thinking they should be playing fullback. Yeah, I would I, go back to the old system. Me too. I want my yeah. players who play in the right... But one to 11, like, yeah. them playing in their positions where they should exactly. play. Exactly. Because that was... Remember when Van Gaal came, he was saying, he's more of a four, he's not a six. He was talking about the old numbers. <laughs> the old Dutch system, that's what they do. Yeah. People talk about it. I want, you know, normal white side, number four. Right. Midfield. Exactly. That's where he you was. Knew, you knew every week where everyone kick was Kick people. Exactly. Brilliant. That's what the number four should do. <laughs> right. Phil Jones tries to kick people, misses them Hurts completely. Hurts himself. And then he heads the them pitch. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Disappears for four or five weeks. Um, yeah. Here's a, I know we've had a go at Smalling there briefly, but credit to Chris, he is, or Mike, as he's formerly known as, yeah. um, he, is, he is our third highest goal scorer since January in the Premier League. Wow. How many and that is got? amazing, isn't it? Three. Nice. Three. Yeah. yeah that, well, that's the state of play we're in, ladies and gentlemen. Know. That's why we're 10th in the Premier League. I did hear that over the last... Is it was it two hundred games or something? United had got one hundred and sixty-seven goals or something. Oh, you've ruined. I've got that's about one. I've ruined it. Yeah, you've ruined it. Oh, I did. All, I was going to play a little guessing game with okay. you. Okay, well, I've won then. I've yeah, already won. You've already won. How, how many it's, goals did you say? I said one hundred and sixty-seven in two hundred games. That's mm. from memory. You that, didn't include yesterday's uh, loser. One hundred and sixty-nine uh, in two hundred games. I thought I was like Rain Man then. All right, a little bit. There's some then, cocktail sticks there. City, if you count them. <laughs> Seventy-two. City had um, scored a hundred more than us in that time. Oh, man, 100 more. That hurts, doesn't it? That's what I think it is. Someone can check that for me. I think it's 100 more. That's just astonishing. I'm saying like we have a whole team here. Someone check that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can engineer. No, he's... Oh, oh no, he can't be looking at that. That shouldn't be allowed. (laughs) It shouldn't be allowed. There were some complaints about that on the tube on the way over. Um, Outrageous behaviour. Juventus, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't talk about it. We should talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But mainly because it was quite depressing, wasn't it? It was. Do you know what really bothered me about it? Because I've been supporting Mourinho. Right? I'm, I'm basically backing Mourinho because he's a known winner. Whereas I, I got to admit, I didn't back Moyes at the end or Van Gaal because I thought they weren't known winners, especially in the Premier League um, for Van Gaal but, or Moyes in general. But, but Mourinho, I stick, by, I stick by him. But the only thing that really bothers me is when he says it was the possible performance. Was the possible Because normally he says we control the game. And I'm always thinking, how's he going to say that we control this one? But he didn't. He just said it was the possible before, Which is basically, as far as I can understand, he's saying... That's just our level, that's Juventus' level, which is true, but maybe, but I'm, I don't like that kind of language. And the other day, I heard this, I haven't seen him say this, but I've heard that he said that we have similar ambitions to Everton. You see, these, I've noticed these as well, Nick, and these are just more messages he's trying to send to the board and to the fans at the same time. Now, Moyes used to say these kind of things, but that was based on absolute stupidity and incompetence. Right, he kept saying, hopefully He kept we'll, saying we'll be getting we'll the same level Newcastle of City and hopefully, all that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. I think that was a Scottish accent, am I right? Sorry, yeah, it was a... 
Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, one one on the quiz. All right. <laughs> we with Mourinho though, their messages, he says nothing without purpose. And once again, he's sending messages to the board and to the fans of listen, folks, this is where we're at. Now that's all well and good, and I get it, and he's kinda right. But when he's been given that money and he's bought Bailly, he's bought Lindelof, when he's bought Pogba, when he's bought Lukaku benches him, when he buys and sells Mkhitaryan, um, there's probably others I've forgotten. Uh, and he, we buy Dalo in the summer. Um, he's injured and it's not really one for the first team squad, it seems, at the moment, except you know, occasionally in the League Cup, perhaps, or weird Champions League games away from home. Then he won, the one play he does buy to improve midfield, Fred, he sticks on the bench after a few games. So... I agree with you, but he's not helped himself. I know, I've definitely heard that argument. I definitely, it is a strong argument. The only thing is, we, we still don't have a good defence. So you can say, well, we should have, but the fact is, we don't. So when he said, we need two centre-backs, we do. No, but he, he bought two. Them. Yeah, well, and now he, bought, he, said, he wants two more. bought the wrong ones, yeah. Imagine if you go back to the wife and go, oh, we bought two of this. And she goes, no, you can't have any money for two more. I bought two Playstations, one for upstairs, one for down, but they're not that good, and I want a third one. She's going to go, no. I see that point. But that's where we are, and our defence... Lindelof started to get a bit better, but it's been an absolute mess, our defence. You look at it, you don't know who it is, who's going to start, who's the centre-backs. We've now got this smalling Lindelof thing, but it's not been clear. And if we had um, the, the signings he wanted, uh, what's that, Alderweireld, have you say his name? Um, Alderweireld, Alderweireld. Yeah, and, uh, and he wanted Maguire. Maybe. Imagine that, that would have been completely different. Could have been, I know, but Maguire, here's the thing, this is where we are, though. In terms of players, Alderweireld can't play. In, he's not in the Spurs team, I don't think. Um, playing City this week, uh, Maguire will head everything. Great on the ball, but is he is he a top level Champions League winning defender? Harry Maguire is that the kind of aspiration we should have for pl- future signings at Manchester United? I know what you mean. He's had a great World Cup, but he's not he's not necessarily proven uh, at the top level and all that business. But yeah. I don't know, it's a bit of a mess of defence, isn't it? We're in that situation where you look at the team every week and De Gea, you're like, yeah, that's good. And after that, you're sort of a bit, you're like, I'm not sure what the team is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing that most upset me was on uh, against Juventus was the lack of courage and ambition to go and attack them. I mean... People compared it, and it was very similar if you watched United in the 90s against Juventus and around the 96, 97 period. And that Juventus team, were Conte, Zidane, um, Buffon, I think, was still in that team then. I mean, they, that was a proper Juventus team that got to three Champions League finals on the trot and lost in 97 to Dortmund in the final that we probably should have got there. But I remember that game at Old Trafford in 96 and 95, and they outclassed us. But people forget that that team they played had won the double in 96. You know, that was a team that were a young, youthful team who'd already been involved in winning championships. And so, you know, we were prepared as fans to recognise this was this was a process. This was two or three years away before we were going to get better at being in the Champions League because we were new in the Champions League. But this team has no form like that. This team is so inconsistent. And I think it's a mental thing. Yeah. I mean, they've got the ability, but it's it's an attitude, mental thing. Yeah, I remember watching, being at Old Trafford, seeing United win 2-0 against Juventus. But that's back in the days. Of, that was right, wasn't it? That's just from memory. We, uh, we, two, we'll, we, yeah, we'll beat them That was back two. in the days of Keane and, uh, and Cole. See, Keane wouldn't accept any of this, would he? If you're talking about attitude, that's what we need. We need leaders and stuff like that. We don't have any of that, do we? No, because they're, they're not... I mean, no one in the Premier League, very few players have, have players with that kind of uh, level of leadership and, and uh, attention to detail in terms of, you know, giving you no slack whatsoever when it comes to making a mistake and King was on you all the time and we're always harking back to you know what was um, 
our past experiences and glories. But these are the things we can learn from and recognize now. We shouldn't, we shouldn't avoid and ignore them. I don't think. Right. Yeah. I know we we need that, and we need. Oh, yeah. There aren't there aren't any kings around, but I accept that. But we didn't really we didn't have much going on up front. I noticed Young kept putting in a lot of crosses to no one. There didn't seem to be anyone there. Yeah. There was no. We actually needed Fellaini. That's that's. So I know I some know, people don't like it's, Oh, we're meant to be cheering people up. He's here. unplayable. He's sticking up there. I know it's, it's a sad fact, but no one can touch him in the box. He's, he's incredible. But we, we didn't have anyone on the bench. No, there's no attacking players on the bench. They were all injured after. Well, he didn't make any substitutions at all. But there wasn't anyone there. Sanchez wasn't on the bench. Uh, Lingard. They're all injured. No, but there was still some. Fred was there. I mean, there was a couple of things he could have done to freshen it up. But the, wasn't that another sign again? I said again to the board about the lack of depth in his squad that he's got. But I find it hard to like be sympathetic to him when he's right. been there three years now and if he's not got the right squad or balanced the right squad that's got to be his responsibility yeah Largely. I'm still on Mourinho's team over Woodward I have to say I've got a I've developed a fairly robust dislike to quote Alan Partridge for Ed Woodward yeah the equaliser I mean useless I mean he he is a bigger problem but there are you know Woodward is the long term Woodward and the Glazers is the long term problem right. Mourinho is the short term problem mm-hmm. and how much we prepare to you know tolerate where we are right now and I think you know any other club would keep Mourinho 10th in the league 10 points behind Man City Liverpool at the end of October out of the League Cup I don't know yeah. I think it's tough it is bad he definitely feels like he's it always feels like he's one loss away. Like people were saying Newcastle, that was obviously the big one. Then we came through. Then I heard talk again if he doesn't beat Evan. So he sort of feels like he's one loss away from disaster. But um, it is already a disaster, except that. But who would you bring in? That's the big question. I mean, people talk about Pochettino. Not, he's not well, even... it's really difficult now, I think, mid, mid-season. I mean, the truth right. of it is he's not going to... He isn't going to leave, I don't think, now. I think if they were going to get rid of him, they could have got rid of him two, three weeks ago after the West Ham game. Right. That was the time to get rid of him. I think... Now he'll stay to the end of the season. And the main reason will be money. Because rumours, reports have it that if they sack him during the season, they've got to pay his contract up, which they only gave him in January, by the way, which is nuts, the new contracts. They've got to pay him 30 million. If he stays till the end of the season and they don't make the Champions League, they've got to pay him 10. Hmm. So they'll save themselves 20 million for that. Right. I, I can't believe they won't do anything. They won't do anything different. <laughs> it's a good stat, right? If it's yeah. true. If it's true. Um, we're going to have more after um, this little break and messages looking ahead to um, Bournemouth and other games coming up uh, for Manchester United. This is Manchester United Redcast and here are some messages. The Man United Redcast is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale. The Man United Redcast. Beer of the Month. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back to Manchester United Redcast with me, your host for this week, Chris Curley. And with me is Nick Dixon as we're discussing Juventus, last week's disappointment, but last Sunday's triumph against Everton. Uh, Looking ahead, we've got some issues in our management department as we just discussed with Mourinho or we think Mourinho um, is the right man for now or the future or whatever but there seems to be a bigger culture at the club right now Nick that the mismanagement is through the board and that is the situation of some key players and their contracts right now right yeah yeah. I was saying I wanted Martial to stay but De Gea is the other big one obviously De Gea is the big one I mean 
it's no surprise that he's been coming out doing interviews this week, rumours of Juventus latching on to him. If you were David De Gea, knowing what you know right now, would you stay in goal for Manchester United? That's a good question. You asked me before and I forgot to ponder it. Um, I think... Well, Sorry, one that thing, was off air. It didn't count. One thing is you get a lot that's, of... That's uh, the first time you've heard that question. Right, that's the first time I've heard it. Yeah. Just thinking about it now. Um, I'd say you get a lot of practice. Uh, he's, he certainly gets some saves, doesn't he? He certainly gets the kudos of being the, our best player all the time. Um, the save he made against Juventus from Ronaldo. Oh, my incredible. word. That incredible... Top, top corner of the net. Right. left It was almost so good that it made it look not as good as it was. Because yeah. he got to it so yeah. easily. It Whereas was he shouldn't have been able to get to it at all. It was yeah, astonishing. Incredible. Even the save he made against Chelsea in the last minute for yeah. the rebound. Yeah. And he wasn't lucky that no one can help him out, but what's he got in front of him? Yeah. I mean, if you're David De Gea, I don't know. I, I would seriously consider whether I, I'm going to win Champions League because I'm, I'm capable of winning Champions Leagues if I'm David De Gea. Yeah. Well, of course I want him to stay. I can't almost... I can't even... I have to say I would stay if I was De Gea because I just have to say it because... Because I'm desperate for him to stay, is he? I know, know but he's he's got a look and gone. You know what? I am player of the year, four years on the trot, pretty much four out of five. I think it is. Right. Last year he was players' player of the year, which shows how stupid those players are, right? Because if your player, if you're <laughs> voting for the goalkeeper as the player of the year, if you're one of the players, you're saying I've hey, done my job. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Help me out. Thank like, you, yeah. mate. The centre backs are all voting for. Him. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we'd be knackered. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see what you that's mean. just how stupid those footballers are. <laughs> I think. But he was obvious. It was, it was no other choice, was there? But yeah, lie, if, pretend, don't, don't. Yeah, what I know are you what doing? you mean. If I'm De Gea, if I really am putting myself in his shoes, I'm Spanish and all that business. Yeah, I can see he doesn't want to be in Manchester, does he? I mean, but here's I mean, no the thing about De Gea: there's no fuss. You know, I've had this contract thing before. The fax machine at Man United didn't work with all those years ago, that and he ended mental. up staying for however long. Yeah, uh, and. You can't, you can't say he's not given his best for us. And also, when he has these issues, he's kind of carried on and played, unlike some I would not mention right now, who have kicked up a fuss. Marshall, Pogba in the past, Luke Shaw, all their agents get busy chatting about whether they should go somewhere else because they're not quite happy. Yeah, for me, United is still the best club in the world, so you do want to stay at United. I think saying that if you're De Gea, you'd want to go, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I'd say stick it out. But then he's going to leave for free. If you're then the club right. and he can leave for free and you're going to lose a massive... I mean, he's the Lionel Messi of goalkeeping. He is that important. He is that good. Are you then going to like let him go for a reduced fee? Or are you just going to let his contract run out? I know. I can see what you mean from the club's perspective, yeah. If, you, if you're De Gea, you're going to get great wage. You're going to be the best player. Everyone's going to say you're the best keeper in the world. You're at the best club in the world. In a way, why leave? It depends if you want to win But you want medals, stuff. don't you? <laughs> yeah, it depends if you want to win stuff, right? <laughs> best club in the world, according to the new marketing brochure from Manchester United. Yeah. How well, many, how many Caso Diel Diablo adverts does the man want to be in as yeah. part of his footballing career? Well, what would you do then if you were De Gea? I'd go. If the so things... You're a, that's, you're a traitor. No. To even say it. Well, maybe, true, but you'd ask me honest questions, honest answers on this uh, podcast, Nick. I think if if I'm the hey, I'm going, I've given you my best, I've won a Premier League, I've won a few trophies with you, your ambitions in the club right now do not match mine. And if Juventus, if Real or Barcelona or Bayern Munich, probably not Bayern because they've got Neuer, but if um, a club who's got realistic ambitions of playing at the highest level of Champions League football, season after season, come in for me, I have to take that seriously and I could leave Man United with a clear conscience that I have given them my best while I've been there. And I'm 27 and now is a good time. Premier League's the best league in the world, isn't it? Isn't the, isn't, when you go over to it, it's a bit boring, isn't it? 
It's like, oh, they got Ronaldo and Bale. It's like an exhibition team. You're like, oh, whatever. It's well, boring. there is something to be said for that because those leagues, Juventus are going for 10 on the trot. Bayern win yeah. it every year. It's either Barcelona or Real Madrid. I get that. It's like when Gaza went to Rangers, you're like, whatever. It was good for Gaza, though, at the time, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good for him. He, he was... Gaza was like just the best kid in the playground in, in Scotland. Oh, he was amazing. Football. Yeah, yeah. It was great to watch, but I mean, I just think it's, all other leagues are boring. That's my position. No, I, I think, okay, so you're saying, David, stay. It's much more fun here. Yeah. Monday to Saturday, every week, week in, week out. Yeah, best league in the world. Who wants to just win every game? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got that at Old Trafford right now. <laughs> but this goes to a bigger malaise, I think, within the club and mismanagement within the club. Because De Gea's in a contract situation, which is a precarious one. Martial is. Luke Shaw has only recently signed a new contract again. And incredibly, Martial, Smalling, Jones, Valencia, Darmian and Pereira, their deals run out next summer, right? Now, they've all got options to be extended another year. But when you think about that and the likes of Mata, Herrera and Ashley Young, who have no extra year extension, that is nearly 10 That's players. <laughs> That's pretty much everyone. And certainly the Carling Cup team. That's like 10 players whose contract position is precarious, whether you'll get no money whatsoever or they can let them run down. Again, that's a Woodward issue and letting that happen, isn't yeah. it? Well, Woodward's been a disaster to me in terms of like things like that and transfers. Obviously, obviously you're gonna, you've got to learn it, but he's been a complete disaster with, with the whole transfer thing. That's why you can't completely blame Mourinho. But yeah, I mean, that is a lot of players. I think Damian, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over. I think They can't get rid of him. Right, they can't get rid of. They can't flog well, him for love playing, no money. No. no, but when they've been every every transfer window, he's like at Manchester Airport or something, <laughs> ready to ready to I buy a Tolbarone and well fly again, off. Didn't he? But yeah, he yeah. was. He can't. He gets a nosebleed if he goes over the halfway. Like I've never I seen anyone more nervous. Uh, I feel bad for him, but he makes Mal Donaghy look great on the wall. That <laughs> is a reference for our older viewers. Who... I'd, I'd, be, I'd be happy to get rid of him. Uh, but but people like yeah, here's a problem with it. with people like Pereira. What's happened to him? We, he just doesn't get any games, does he? He, he could no, be good. again. He, I mean, that's the balance of the midfield because Matic holds onto the ball too long for right. me, and we've got to play the ball quicker in certain games. I think Pereira could be suited in that holding role. I would be keen to keep Mata though. See, I think Mata's never had a proper chance, and when he does, I think we play better. That's my. Yeah, I think you're right. He played two games at number ten. Yeah, what happened on Sunday? Played him out wide again. Two games at number 10 against Chelsea when we looked like we were clicking. Played our best football, this, certainly this season, for that half hour in the second half with Mata at number 10. And then this is classic Mourinho of what he does recently. He, he tinkers again and yeah. puts him out wide when he can't run. Yeah. And there's no... There's just... How difficult must it be for players to find some kind of rhythm when they're just being changed and therefore not given the confidence to go, this is where you're playing, this is what you do. Yeah. I know, and it, we never know what the team is. Yeah, Mata, with that link-up play, but Mourinho doesn't like him because he, he doesn't track back or whatever it is. He's got it in for him. He's had it in for him since Chelsea. It's one of the, he needs players to run all over the pitch and track back and everything. But, you know, he's not really a track back. Kind of, you know, he, he's not really that kind of player, is he? No. He maybe is a bit. He seems like a luxury player, but he's actually not. He's actually really important. And when you but, don't have him... You but if you notice, notice the game at Chelsea, he was the one who was playing one-two touch. So the ball was transitioning between midfield into attack quickly yeah because he was making decisions quickly it was a few times on Sunday he was frustrating me by not turning and playing the ball backwards instead of oh, you're in space turn there this is now when you can damage them and there's still a little bit lacking in in courage to attack sometimes I still feel but they can't do it consistently enough over 90 minutes right do you think there's a problem with 
the fact that we, we've got the players to be more attacking, but Mourinho just isn't traditionally attacking. But then he's had so much criticism, he sort of feels like he's tried to a bit. Do you feel like we're in a kind of halfway house between how Mourinho would want to play and how the fans want to play? I think Mourinho's stuck in his own mind. He doesn't know his best team. Right. I don't think he's known his best team for two, three years. If he, what's his best 11? He doesn't know. He doesn't trust them. No, and, he's, and he also doesn't trust them. And, he, and perhaps with some justification, but he's very clear about saying how bad the defence is. Like he always yeah. comes out and says it. Yeah. We don't have anyone to bring the ball out, all that kind of well, thing. Well, they don't. No. That's true. We all know that. You can't kid the fans. The fans know. But I can't see Ferguson saying it to the press all of the time. Of course not. Of course he wouldn't. <laughs> the defence is rubbish. I don't think Ferguson said it about William Prunier. Right. I don't think, <laughs> I I think Ferguson even saved time. his face. He looked good for one game as well. And then you went, oh, whoops. He can't, no, he was away at, the game was play. away at Tottenham, I think, on New Year's Day and we got beat 4-1. When you realised he couldn't play football. And, and he was he was <laughs> hopeless. He was absolutely... I think he was probably Ferguson's worst ever signing. Worse than Massimo Taibi because Taibi got man of the match at Anfield and no one can take that away from him. I have a soft spot for Prunia. I saw him play at Old Trafford. He was all right. But he's a bit like... Was that that can- Cantona well. testimonial? Was that when you saw him? I can't remember. <laughs> it was probably was a proper... I think it was a... Probably came, but he, he yeah, he's a bit like Bay. He just QPR, forgot how to play. He thought you looked like you could play for a minute. And they go, oh, he he can't. No, simpler times, Nick. It was, wasn't it? There were simpler times. Looking ahead, um, oh, yeah. as we normally do, we've got Bournemouth and the twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday. Yeah, um, away at Bournemouth, we've always done okay. It's always been a bit needly and niggly between them. It's like tight victories or tight games against Bournemouth. They're in good form at the moment, particularly goal scoring with Josh King and Callum Wilson and, and Ryan Fraser. Um, how do you see the game going on Saturday? Well, I mean, I wanted, until you said all that, I was going to predict a United win confidently. Um, well, they Facts. are ahead of us in the league, which is ridiculous. But um, we, um, I wanted to say 3-1, even though it was just going to be really optimistic, because I was going to be like, Marshall's going to, he's got the confidence now, Pogba's playing well and, do, and doing some stupid stuff as well. We're not going to, we don't seem to keep clean sheets in a moment. So I was going to go, well, it could be another 2-1 like Everton, but I was like, no, I'll go 3-1. But then you just said about how tight it is away from home and all that. But... Um, I'm still going to go for United win. I think it's going to be tough on Saturday. I mean, lunchtime kickoffs don't seem to be that. That's good the other thing us. I forgot about the, the 12:30. It doesn't work. No, I, I, then I don't. So I don't I'm going like... to take back my three-one maybe because of okay. that, that alone. Because that's just too early in it. Yes, yeah, I can barely. It's too early for all of us. Let's yeah, be yeah. honest. I mean, I get up and then I go and get the bacon sandwich and I come back and I'm right. still pretty much you in my loungewear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I work at night, so I'm just like 12:30. Yeah, right. I know, mate. No. No, it's even, too early. Even I like the five thirty kickoffs now. The clocks have gone yeah. back though. It's night lights, floodlights, that's and, stuff, right. and that's okay. I think it's going to be tough on Saturday. Um, again, <coughs> excuse me. See, I'm coughing because I'm nervous about it. Uh, I, I, I score draw. Really, I, score draw. I think I hate not backing the United win because usually I do. But uh, we have to win. We're going to win. You think we're going to? We are going to win because okay, we... make you put it. Who's going to score? Marshall and. Um... Uh, maybe Pogba, maybe Marshall will get two. Do you think Pogba, would you let Pogba take the next penalty? I would rather Marshall take penalties personally. But um, I know I'm going to put the kettle on when he starts his run up goal. <laughs> I think he's not going to do that anymore. I think he's, I think he's going to. He's too arrogant so not to. He's too arrogant not to. Right. I think. But he's admitted that it's not even working now. He's like, he well, admitted yeah. maybe he needs to change. He kind of had to, didn't he? Yeah, because it isn't. You know. I think he'll still take him, but he might not do the run-up. I think uh, Marshall will score, and maybe Pogba will score, and I think we'll just about um, we'll we'll win. But it, I'm not saying it'll be easy. It's never easy <laughs> at the moment. I mean, I I'm if I'm honest, I'm struggling to celebrate right. certain goals at the moment. Really? Yeah. Why? Because 
I don't believe it. I don't trust them. Like, I'm going to get really excited and you're going to do something really stupid and then make me miserable again. You don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be hurt. <laughs> this is why I don't ask anybody out anymore. This is why I don't bother. Yeah. It's it's too hard. The rejection, I can't take it. <laughs> I felt like I had my fun. I had the love of my life. The age of 10 till 37. I don't want to be scarred and hurt again. Yeah, that sounded weird I, what you just said, but yeah. I, yeah, I did. Um, I don't, yeah, sorry, sorry dad who's listening to this. I'm okay. Um, I'm okay, really, I am. But um, why don't you, so who don't you, what do you mean you don't like celebrating goals? Like, like, I mean, I celebrated the couple of ones in the, the Chelsea one. I celebrated that because right. they were like, oh, we're playing, we're attacking. But I didn't celebrate Pogba rebound on, on Sunday at all. No, that was more of a like, you got away with it, kind of like, you nearly, yeah, that was more, I, I take your point on that. But um, what about Martial's goal? That was a very good goal. Got to yeah, that was decent. That took me by surprise a little bit, I'll be honest. And I clapped it. I clapped it, but I didn't cheer. <laughs> Really? Were the, yeah. Great goal, though. It's a, it's a great finish. Great finish. Um, you know, but then you get frustrated with them. That, that you're that good. Why aren't you doing it all the time? This is my thing. You're that good. Why? Why? Am I, why am I going to put the effort in when yeah. you're clearly not only I when feel you feel that feel way like about, about Pogba a little bit? Because he's a bit like. Do you know when you used to, I used to play like the what's the game like Pro Evolution Soccer or something? And if I was winning too easily, right? Yeah. I go, I'll let him get a goal back, and then I'd come back. It was just uh, boring. That's boring. Do you know what I mean? So Pogba, I feel like he's so good. Watch him the other day. He's like, yeah, I'll do something silly on the run, but I'll still score, and then I'll set up the goal, and then I'll give it away. But just as you know, it, it sort of feels like he, he actually did everything in that game, good and bad. Do you know what I mean? I thought he's. I've noticed a little bit over the last few weeks where he's been playing the ball quicker, one two touch, and not holding on to it for so long. It's definitely improvement, but there's just still that, those stupid things he does in it. Yeah. I mean, I think he gets a lot of criticism mainly because there's no one else around him helping him out. So all the focus, the attention, is on Pogba. I mean, there's no other player, United players, come anywhere near being involved in as many goals as he has in the last two seasons. But that's more a symptom of what's wrong with the rest of the team. He's sort of everywhere, isn't he? He's involved in everything. My mate was saying he's like the, the you're playing in the park and there's one kid that's just much better or whatever. He's just doing everything. Oh, we had he's a lad defense, like that. He's up for, do you know what I mean? He was annoying, he was. Yeah, yeah, well, they, they keep holding the ball forever. No he couldn't play five and, aside, though. Right. He had no, no touch whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, well, Richard Morgan was his name. <laughs> you're not listening, Richard. I know you're not. You're living in Birmingham. He deserves to be outed on this. Oh, he does. He, I mean, he could just run and be everywhere, and he was huge, and he was like a he was like a tank. Yeah. But came and, and came to kicking the ball uh, with any kind of real accuracy. Right. Fortunately, he he got blessed a couple of times by a strong wind. Right. The wind would just blow it back. Right. I was thinking more like those lads. We had one who just the ball just sticks to their foot, and they can just dribble forever, and you can't get it off them. But you know, yeah. you know, all you can do is kick them and they yeah. fall down because they're, they're weak. But do you know what I mean? So just, well, he's not even like that because he's strong as well, but he's everywhere, isn't he? He's, well, he's up front setting up the goal, doing the penalty, yeah. giving away the goal. He's in net. Do you know what I mean? I no, just... I know. It's annoying. We had Robert McDonald, right? He was our school goalie. Right. It's his real name. I'm not making it up. Right. And he uh, was on trial at United. So Schmeichel was there and he'd go for training with um, Schmeichel and stuff. And sadly, he got an injury, so his, his career ended. But he was a rubbish goalie for school. Right, he never wanted to play in goal for school. And we're like, you're the Man United goalkeeper <laughs> getting goal. And he was not that big since he got, he got lobbed and chipped loads. Wow. So why was couldn't how, jump. But he was United. We, had we couldn't believe it. Everyone knows someone who had trials and then got injured and didn't make it. You know we didn't that? believe he got any. We don't. We, he played the reserves. He played one reserve game once. I think he was 15, 16, like 91, 92. Wow. None of us believed that. Best player I ever saw managed to just get into like Carlisle reserves. That's when you realise, I always say this, because the best player you've seen play 
and they could only could only couldn't even get in the Carlisle team, right? That's when I realised how good must Fellaini actually be. Well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? People say he's rubbish. Like, no, he's one of the best footballers you've ever seen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's playing for Bad United. I know. And you'll say, oh, he's rubbish. He's amazing. It's just, well, it doesn't make you think that, you know, oh, stick him in the park. Back in the I'm day, saying. I'd have had a chance. No, you see, stick him in the park, you'd never get the ball off Fellaini. That's what I'm saying. No. Even with his feet, it'd even be brilliant. It's only because he's next to Pogba that he looks like he can only chest it. <laughs> <laughs> well, John Murta, who's the director of football, right? Right. At Man United right now. Mm-hmm. He has some say over the development of that team and squad. His, um, his younger brother, Richard, was in the same school team as me. We were both competing left-backs. Really? Yeah. And then John used to help me out in cross-country runs because I hated cross-country runs and I get really annoyed at the kids faking the asthma oh, yeah. behind me. But I remember he gave me lots of encouragement and advice once when I, when I was struggling on a long, laborious, wet, yeah. autumn, autumnal cross-country run. I hated cross-country. hated it. Which yeah. makes a lot of sense now. So you were left-back? I wasn't, yeah. School so days I got I played was. at left-back, but I didn't have the pace. I think I would have been better in midfield, but I didn't have the stamina. So <laughs> that was the problem with that. Oh, I was a total footballer throughout my footballing career. Sadly, right. injury put paid to Right, Some you could have had incredible you could have made moments. It. I'd never have made it, but I, w- I would have had more kind of fever pitch moments. Right. But I've got enough to keep me going and bore people in the pub about. Right. And bore people right. on here. In so the you past. were pretty good, were you? I had, I, had a, I had a moment, I had one season at university. I got 10 goals from midfield. People are listening who know me now think this is a load of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they'll be right. And on that bombshell. Oh, is that the end? Yeah, I thought I was going to end it now. Well, do you want to ask something else? No, I just. I feel like I had more. Do you want to, to go through it? the goals? I can, go, I can go through the goals if you want. Yeah, all right. Uh, one left footed. Oh, it's actually 35 yards out. No, I won't. Uh, it was a good one, that one. Um, you can just follow me on my YouTube channel where I'm going to recreate the goals in um, Platfields in Manchester the next time I go back. That'll be a fun uh, afternoon. So look forward to that. Uh, Nick, yep. thank you very much for joining Thanks us for this week. Me. Thank you to our engineer who stopped watching what he's meant to, should not be watching. Um, I can vouch for that, honestly, viewers. Eddie will be back soon. My name's Chris Curley. Thank you for listening. And one more thing. Come on, you Reds. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.